2: Well, hello everyone and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. And it's very excited to be here and I'm really excited to interview my guests today. I've interviewed them years ago and they are experts and really understand what relationships are, how to make them work, and their living testimony to all of that. So I'm very excited to interview Bob and Tom, uh, Tom and Bobby Merrill. They're authors, right? I read right, you would get mixed up, right? <laughs> and um, oh, good. Good. (laughs) And They're authors and consultants, and uh, they have written best-selling books. Their goal is to help people create consistently kind and loving relationships. And Tom is one of a a select number of psychologists to be elected to the National Academies of Practice as Distinguished Practitioner in Psychology. And they both have done incredible work together. I interviewed them years ago on an amazing award-winning book, which they are revamping and revising called Settle for More. You can have the relationship you always wanted guaranteed. And it was fabulous then. It's fabulous now to the point that, again, there will be another edition coming out in the next few months. So welcome, Tom and Bobby. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Patricia. It's
3: nice, nice to be chatting with you again.
2: Yeah, I know. It's been a while. And you had, let's see, you've had your, the books that you've had out are Settle for More, which again is being revised. You've written a book called Parachutes for Parents, Grandparents and Teachers, which is a simple method for raising uniquely kind and effective children, which ties into your kindness model. And you've written, In the Presence of High Beings, What Dolphins Want You to Know, a whole interview on its own. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> they all—they uh, each are. Yes, actually, we'll, so. we'll talk about we'll talk about each one, but I would like to focus because of the. Oh, I would like to say in a nice way, in a kind way, to follow your lead on kindness. Um, we are not in a kind climate at all, and that's an understatement. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, politically, uh, right now it's it's very negative, um, and somewhat dark. And there certainly is a lot of kindness in the world, but we're not seeing it at the forefront. So I think it's the perfect time for you to be talking about your work, The Compelling Case for Kindness. So either of you start. Tell us how you got into it, what you're doing, and how people can learn more.
3: Yeah, I, I, we agree with you wholeheartedly, Patricia, on the sort of the state of the world. Um, and, you know, it's funny, in our in our. our So from our book one of the things we say is that the state of your relationship is the state of the world and um Mm -hmm. and that's true i think a lot of people are have relationships that are in trouble um people communities neighborhoods um states worlds nations and the planet in general i mean it just sort of goes on up it really doesn't matter what level the relationship is so uh we we feel so strongly about this and we're you know, we've operated on the model for what, 18 years now, and, um, and it's been refined, and we've, we've sort of goosed up our relationship because of it, but one of the things that we're going to do, I think, is in the, in the new book, it was changed the title, and we're going to call it um, Purposeful uh, Partnering, and, mm. and, and the reason is is that people really don't do things on purpose, um, mm. Including me, uh, mm. we are reactive
0: mm-hmm.
3: um, animals that uh, have a set point that's sort of um, caked and you know baked in and baked in uh, to have us be reactive to stimuli. Um, it's how we've survived over the you know gazillions of years, and mm. uh, and that's wonderful for survival, but it not so hot for really good relationships. And to be aware of what those reactions are, and be in control of them, and be conscious of them, um, mm. and be purposeful in them, is really the secret to making relationships work, and the secret to, to making all things work. I think you can see. I don't want to get political in mm-hmm. this, but you can see that, given the state of the politics in our country, it is it is really instantaneous reactivity, constant, uh, and and constant. you know the. There's no time to deliberate, there's no time to be thoughtful, there's no time to be conscious about, A, what we're doing, and B, what the effect really is that I'm having on my immediate relationship, my distant relationships, the environment around me. So we're really focusing more down now. The content will be the same, and we can talk about that, but the the thrust of it is really taking responsibility For my relationship and what I do in my relationship, exactly, uh, Kate can take it to where it wants to be.
2: Right. So, I want Bobby. I want to ask you about. I want to go back to this kindness piece that Tom just addressed. What uh, What is it that you help people do with kindness, and how do you help them understand why this is so important in their life, in terms of the the effects that they will feel mm. if they don't practice kindness? So. Bobby weighing on this oh, okay, you know
4: there there are a couple of factors here, as even as you and Tommy were just talking, you know one of the things I want to go back to Patricia, is your you know when we talked to you, I think we decided it was about ten years ago, um, yep. you were so focused on doing a positive program yes and Forever. you have yep. been doing that I've been following your newsletter and your people, and you bring positive people on you know that want to live positively and there are a lot right. of us right but we're not visible mm-hmm. and and the other side what you're calling dark is is getting visible so this battle going on is very visible and what what the new thing is and I don't know if anybody else has brought this up in, in with your other guests but it's the mirror neurons um that we have Neurons really in our brains that have the urge to copy what we see the most of and what we consider powerful. Right. And so the kids on the playground want to copy the bullies, even though they're nice kids, because they perceive them as powerful. Mm-hmm. And so the kids who, the people who have the stage and the spotlight, and uh, we all perceive as powerful, are the ones that are going to get copied. And so you're bringing the positive group forward. Now, I think we all want to do this even bigger, mm-hmm. which is what mm-hmm. we're talking about in our books. And so yeah. showing what kindness actually looks like so that people feel attracted to it. They see it as powerful because it is, mm. and they want yeah. to copy that
2: power. Yeah, I, I think what I think is happening is that, you know, corporate the corporate world or the business world, they may not see it the way we, de- we do but it will be the end result for them only because they feel that if they have kindness or they have win-win situations, they'll have less stress and they'll have more productivity if they have happier people. It may uh-huh. not be for the same reason that you and I think. It's more uh-huh. of a bottom line reason. But I think, uh-huh. I think businesses are starting to pay attention to this because uh-huh. when they have these you know, these adverse relationships and bullying and backstabbing, it's, it's, just, it's going to affect their bottom line because they won't have productive workers. That's right. That's true. And you're right.
4: So it does hit. It, and, and you know what Tommy is in It's going to hit you in your relationship and you won't feel happy. It's going to hit you in your bottom line. And the thing that we have had, we, that we're tasked to do is to really demonstrate that when you take the risk and try just being kind all the time, no matter
2: what's going on, your life changes in ways that you didn't even realize were possible. I agree with that. I found, have found that in my life tremendously, tremendously. Yes. Yeah. Well, you become have, a magnet to goodness, yeah, too. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Because I have you very, carry it in you. Yeah, I have very few problematic people. I mean, there are still some, of course, but uh, they're less. They're less than they were. I'm sure you both find that as well.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Because we do become the
4: magnet. You, you know, whatever we're filled with is a, is, is a magnet.
2: You know though I'd like to ask you both something we've got 4 minutes to break because this is something that I still deal with and I'm sure you deal with this in relationships is there there is that big you know that big elephant in the room which is fear. So let's uh-huh. say you're working with a couple and they really want to stay together because they're afraid You know, Mm -hmm. they don't want to leave each other after 30 years of marriage, and now you're seeing gray divorces, which I never heard of before. (laughs) (laughs) People getting divorced after 30 and 40 years. I know. Mm -hmm. I have a a friend who does financial consulting for them, and she says it's very prevalent. But I guess the question to you is, you know, how how you work with people, because many times... People may say the right things or do the right things or give lip right. service or do the right actions just to keep it alive so they don't have to make a big change and disrupt their life.
3: Mm-hmm. You're so right. You know, there's, there's, when you say fear, you're absolutely correct. There's two things that people are afraid of. They're afraid of losing something they have or they're afraid of not getting something that they want. And if you look at what motivates people in all aspects, it's primarily those two very basic things. And, and we're just not aware of it. And I think it's the awareness of Patricia. You know, it, being kind is more than a mantra. And unfortunately, right. corporations, if they decide to be kind, it becomes a mantra for them. You know, it's a way to the bottom line. And to, to have that filter down or filter up in a corporation is not an easy thing to do. It takes a real commitment to doing that and understanding what it Mm -hmm. takes to be kind in every moment. You can't just do it and say, well, okay, today, by God, I'm going to be kind to everybody. You may want to. You may have that as your motivation. You may be absolutely sincere in doing it. But the minute one of those things strikes, it hits you of the fear of losing something Mm -hmm. that you've got or not attaining something that you really want. Right. Um, We we fold. We we, fold. fall back into the not-so-kind. Now, it may not be all that visible. We might just have an edge on, but it takes us completely out of that really ability to have the space around us and the space around the people that are with us be a kind environment. Now, once, once you've got that notion of, I, nearly need, I need to be aware of who I am and where I am and what I'm doing before I can ever be kind... And that's a tough thing to get through to people. People will say, yeah, 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 I want to be kind. And then they're the ones that come in and, and they're afraid to get divorced because, fill in the blank, rather right. than committing to a relationship and saying, how can I do that in my relationship?
2: Right. Instead of being reactive, which is what you talked right. about in the beginning. Right. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's take a break on that note, because we, and we have three more wonderful segments with Tom and Bobby today. Uh, we have them for the whole hour. And again... We have Tom and Bobby Merrill, and they are authors and consultants and relationship experts. They've written many books, uh, including Settle for More, You Can Have the Relationship You've Always Wanted, Guaranteed, Parachutes for Parents, A Simple Method for Raising Uniquely Kind and Effective Children, and In the Presence of High Beings, What Dolphins Want You to Know. Check out their website. Making relationships work.com They have a new book coming in the next few months and it will be uh, similar to Settle for More about relationships. So, we're going to talk more to Tom and Bobby in the next segment about kindness. We'll also talk about the Merrill Model, which is for creating consistently kind and loving relationships. And we'll talk about the new book coming up and, and many other things. And, you know, give you some advice if you're struggling in your relationship and you really want it to work. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
5: Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. psych up live is heard every thursday at 2 p.m eastern time 11 a.m pacific time on the voice america variety channel we'll turn up your perspective on life
6: have you found the beauty inside of you join bonnie bonadeo each week for beauty inside and out we'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives our guests are makeup artists hairdressers and doctors But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
5: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
1: You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin
2: Show. Hi, everyone, and I'm so excited that we're talking about relationships today, positive relationships, about kindness, all of my favorite subjects. (laughs) My guests are Tom and Bobby Merrill. They are authors and consultants to individuals, partners, parents, children, schools, and workplaces. Their goal is to help people consistently create kind and loving relationships. They've implemented something called the Merrill Model for creating consistently kind, again, and loving relationships. And they've been able to do this in their own personal partnership for businesses and the education and communities as well. So welcome back, Tom and Bobby, and tell us about the Merrill Model.
3: Okay, we can both do that, we'll and take, we'll take pieces of it, because it, okay. it is a, it's a, a puzzle that comes together when we work with people. And it, it, it's based, Patricia, on the, on the sort of the notion that people need to be kind and loving and consistently that way all the time, which is a very easy thing to say, and it seems like such a simplistic idea, but take a look at the world and see how well that really works. I mean, there are people that profess that all the time religion you know organized religion is based on that uh, we have lots of people out who are promoting that notion so the notion isn't new we're not coming with with any any new statement to make what we are saying is that we have a way of having people do that you know people go to church on on Sunday and then on Monday they're back to their regular life and doing what right. they do and the result is in the world so we say it's a seven day a week 24 hours a day. Um, sixty minute hour and sixty second minute all the time, and how do you do that well that's that 's what we are making our life about, and that 's what we 're sharing with other people is the really the the how to be that way to take it out of the of the mantra category and take it into a really an action category where we really try to live that at all times and it is not that difficult it just is not that difficult if people will be, and, the, and the key is be committed to doing that. You know, people take their marriage vows, and they make that commitment. And then it's sort of a hobby. You know, marriage is a hobby for people. They don't do it full-time. They don't do, and that includes us. We don't do our relationships full-time. We really do have it in the, in the hobby category. So mm-hmm. we, we want to take it out of that category and make it the full-time job of people in their lives.
2: Bobby, what's your comment on this in terms of some strategies people can can do with each other, you know, as a couple to reinforce that kindness and and positive partnership?
4: You know, I think they have to start with realizing it it's easier than you think it is. I think people think, well, it's a nice idea, but that's for, you know, the the big guys, you know, the real wisdom leaders. I mean, You know, it's not. I'm not really expected to do that. You hear the term all the time. I'm only human, and and what we're saying is because I'm human, I can't. Not much can be expected of me, except my 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 errors, or my not attending to things, or my just you know faltering because I'm human, and and I'm not going to make it. And that is that lack of commitment or belief that you can actually do it. And so if you really get the, first of all, you get motivated by understanding the power of it that we were talking about earlier, that that when you do that, good things are drawn to you. And, you know, that's shown, and I'm sure many of your, your other speakers have talked about how we do know that in, science is proving that what we have in our hearts is what is drawn to us. The, um, there's a match. And Mm. so once you are motivated and you want those good things drawn to you, including your partner to still love you, um, then it's worth your while to not just, you know, give yourself a bye by saying, well, I'm only human, you know, I'm expected to make mistakes, is to say, you know, I really can do this. It is my decision, my choice in every moment. And when I start to do it, the power of it is incredible. We've seen couples that actually had their attorneys and were ready for, you know, whatever color hair divorce they were going toward, the gray or the, or the darker <laughs> shades. You know, they were, they were ready. And they would come in and we would just ask them if they would be willing to try just going back to being really kind. Mm. And they fell in love again. We've had couples that just went back to 10s. Wow. And went on to really have a good time together. And, mm-hmm. you know, the truth is, you know, as you may remember, um, between Tommy and I, we've had several marriages. So we, we did go through those divorce processes. But what can happen, I'm Tommy's third wife, and what can happen is you go and you just do it again. Mm-hmm. Because you think, you think the new right. person is going to be the answer, right. but, but the new way is the answer. And the new yeah. way is is bringing kindness to the relationship. You, know, you
3: can't take your same your same self into the new relationship, or you'll get exactly what you got in the old one. Uh, right. there, there really right. is that that personal responsibility and commitment to doing doing what you know needs to be done. And and the and part of what we do, and you're the same way, Patricia. You know, you're a coach. People mm-hmm. need an outside view in order to, to to be able to have a perspective of what they're doing that's not working. They know. But we're so wired that we won't bring that to the surface on our own. We just don't. Once it surfaces, then it becomes very easy. Once you really know the process and how to do that, uh, it becomes, as Bobby says, it's a whole lot easier in life than not doing it.
2: Yeah, and and once you see it, as you said, and you say, gee, you know, I'm not going to do it the way I did it before. You know, I'm not going to eat, you know, 10 whatever. I'm going to just have two because I know how I <laughs> yeah. feel. You know, I mean, it's a similar, it's that you finally see the behavior and say, I can't do that anymore.
3: Well, you know, the, uh, the, 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 the piece of this is that shifts also. When when we see it work, is that people go from thinking about what am I getting in this relationship to what is my partner getting in this relationship? Mm-hmm. to saying, well, being really conscious of, of what they need and what they want. Why wouldn't I do that if I'm going to be in a relationship? What's the purpose of being in a relationship? If it's just to get me and my needs and, and my way met, then the outcome is going to be obvious. I mean, it's obvious. Mm-hmm. A relationship is a, is, a, is a three-way deal. It's me, it's my partner, and it's us. And if we can see it in that model, we can see that our behavior is really affecting it in the way we want it to or mm-hmm. it's not we are in complete control of that we you know we keep pointing the finger outwards and it just doesn't go that way
2: but you know i want to you just said something i'd like to ask about and that is it's me it's you and it's us mm-hmm. do you think there do you think there should be equal time for me for you and for us or should does it does it depend on what's happening
3: well if, if i think if you if you you know put the clock on it and you know, a stopwatch you're, you're heading for trouble But if what you do is you say, you know, I'm committed to really making this work for us, so what do you need, partner? Because if it's not working for you, it isn't going to work for me. I mean, it's just that simple.
4: And if Tommy's trying to take a break and I need him then and he feels like he's on his break, um, that doesn't work. But the fact that he would even want to be on the break when I need help um, is saying something that we need to fix. So we so really he, want to look at that, you know. Uh, but when you really care about the other person, you don't really want to take that break. You're happy to be with them if they want you.
3: So th- th- this is a—it's an eye opener. That's a great point. I'm going to, and I, I want to say it again, Patricia, because people let this go over their head. If it's not working for my partner, it's not working for me. So I need to make sure that it's working for my partner. I mean, it's, it's basically that simple. And if I can think that way all the time, it's not that I'm, you know, I'm prostate on the floor, um, you know, letting her walk all over me, unless that's what she needs. And then I can make a choice of, is this the kind of relationship I want to be in? Because likewise, she's saying, I wonder what Tom needs. And she she's focused on, on making it work for me because it's going to work for her. And it's, mm-hmm. that, it's that dance that you do. Now, do we hit bumps? Certainly you do. But if you always keep that in mind, if I look at if it, when the bumps come, we're willing to look at them and iron them out, then it, it, it will keep working. But it's that underlying dynamic that takes the focus off of me and puts it on the us. And you, she needs more time. Great. She gets more time. I need more time. Great. She gives me more time. I need less of something or more of something. It's that it is a, Moment my moment, dance, and just being aware of where we are on the dance floor—that that really makes that difference.
2: Yeah, so so important. Yeah. Anything you'd like to add to that, Bobby? You know, uh, you know. Before you do that, do you want to tie in anything with the dolphins in this? Because it's funny as you're saying that about the dance, it kind of reminds me of dolphins. We have three minutes to break, but you've okay. sw- you've, you've gone swimming with the dolphins, and so there is sort yes, of that I dance said, behavior. Yes.
4: And, you know, I spent 10 years of uh, going throughout the world swimming with dolphins and whales in the wild, so I really had over 2,000 hours in the water with them, and I got wow. to know them quite, quite intimately, and... What's funny about that goes with this conversation is the first time I wanted to swim with them, it was early before people got into swimming with them. I was one of the first people to meet up with the dolphins. They just started to come to our shores and meet with people, which they hadn't been doing prior to this period where it became a popular thing. And uh, so I was one of the first people to meet with them. So I didn't really know, you know, how wild they were, how kind they would be, or if they would hurt me. I I had no idea. So there was a lot going on. So when I got into the water, I was, um, you know, I was being careless. And I was going, you know, in the water with... People that we were kind of bickering, and you know, it's just it was just we were just behaving like people could behave sometimes, and the dolphins wouldn't come to us, and, and we you know we went and tried again, and we were bickering, and we've finally figured out that they were they were swimming with everybody else except us, and um, and so we figured out that it was because we were bickering, so we stopped, and wow. they came right to us, wow, and, they, and the message was, and they wanted me to get the message. Is that as, because they would impress um, wow. ideas in my head at the same time so that I wasn't just, you know, and it took me 10 years to believe this was really happening. I wasn't just going, oh, my God, I'm talking to the dolphins. But it was, uh, the, you know, I really uh-huh. got the message to go with the action that mm. when you're attractive, we're drawn to you. And when you're uh. not,
2: we'll go, we'll go somewhere else. Mm. All right, we're going to take a break on that note. Amazing. And let's okay. talk about that book to let people know. Go get please of uh, folks look up this book in the presence of high beings what dolphins want you to know by Bobby Merrill and again she swam with dolphins for many years and the the website for Tom and Bobby Merrill is making relationships work. They have three books, Settle for More. You can have the relationship you always wanted, guaranteed. Parachutes for Parents, Grandparents, and Teachers, A Simple Method for Raising Uniquely Kind and Effective Children, and again, the third book, In the Presence of High Beings, which is about the dolphins. And they are coming out with their new book soon, so we'll have them back on after that. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com. America's Voice we will be right back.
5: on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you finding your frequency? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7.
2: Well, hello, everyone, and we are back, and I'm so happy to have our guests for the whole hour today, which is a very special treat. And with us are Tom and Bobby Merrill, and they are authors and consultants to individuals and partners and parents, children, schools, and workplaces, with their goal being to help people create consistently kind and loving relationships. And the three books that they have are Settle for More, You Can Have the Relationship You Always Wanted Guaranteed. Parachutes for Parents, Grandparents, and Teachers, A Simple Method for Raising Uniquely Kind and Effective Children, and In the Presence of High Beings, What Dolphins Want You to Know. And they have a new book coming out. Call purposeful partnering, and we'll talk about that next. You can log on to the website Making Relationships Work. And before we begin, I just want to let everybody know that for my uh, listeners who used to listen on WPRO, this show is rebroadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. So all of my former radio listeners, I haven't gone anywhere. You can tune right in on Saturdays at 3 p.m. and hear it on the Health and Wellness Channel. That will be for that show on Saturday. Right now, we're on the Variety Channel. All right. Welcome back, Tom and Bobby. Thank you. All right. All right. So, you wrote Settle for More when I interviewed you, I think, in 2005. And it was... I remember I have a little... I'm looking at it right now, and I have all these things that I have I have circled. I have these little, you know, marks about things. Um, yeah. Yeah. Never I should actually, to answer them. I know. I should really... Um, I should really read a couple of the things that I circled here. It's really interesting. Um, let's see. I think, again, you talk about having a consistent model and consistent relationship that you desire. And that as the model makes clear, anything that goes anywhere that near the sticks is not consistent with the standard of relationships. You were talking about a diagram at the time and you were talking about a stick pile. And mm-hmm. that people have to be committed. So you might mm-hmm. want to talk a little bit about that. That one, really, yes, I'm looking at it. It's the ideal relationship called honoring. And it was very um, it was very interesting.
3: yeah, the um the two two things, honoring and the stick pile sort of do go hand in hand. Um, in, in terms of the relationship our view is. Is that if we are honoring the other person, our partner, at all times, then it's going to work. And what keeps Mm -hmm. us from doing that, the things, Mm -hmm. the kinds of things that get in the way is, you know, we build up a catalog of things that we don't like about our partner and we kind of store those away in our head and they're, you know, we just live with them and we we say that, well, that's just part of living with them and it piles up and piles up until it really becomes a barrier between us. And And usually it's an unspoken barrier until. We get into a tiff, an argument, a push and a shove, and then it all comes out. And that's when we see people rolling into our offices, when that's that's really hit its limit and they can't carry it anymore. So they come in, and they will start taking stick by stick off the pile, and they Mm -hmm. say, well, you did this, and we get that handled, and we give them rules, and we... You know, this is the, the classic. We used to, this is a classic. You give them rules and uh, tell them yeah. how to how to how to talk to each other, and you know, for every one bad thing you say, you need to say seven nice things, and all you know, sort of all that standard stuff. Yeah. And they walk away thinking, well, we have it, and we have it made. The only problem is, is that you're still looking at that person through the pile of sticks. Yes, and you can't you can't make it work as long as you're looking through that. If you're if we're if you know if if I, the way we start is, how much on a scale of 1 to 10 do you want to be in this relationship? And we ask people that right up front, because if they're at a 2, sometimes that's very shocking to their partner. And if it's not, if their the partner's at a 2, then we say, so why are you here? And,
2: and what do they say? Well, what do they say usually? Well, Children, well, was, family, don't want to hurt people. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah. They'll give the they'll give the reasons, and we say, well, those are very valid reasons. But if they're only reasons at a level of a two, then the chances of you staying in this and making it work are about zero. So you you know, you you need to understand that. And and for some people, it's not appropriate for them to stay in the relationship, and they need to realize that as well. There are valid reasons to get out of it, and valid reasons that that they that they, they carry and. They want out, and we're not there to change their mind. What we're there is to make life very clear for folks on what it takes to make it work and to coach them to do that if they want.
4: There's another thing, Patricia, about asking on a scale of 1 to 10 how much you want it to work, is when their partner hears a 2, most of the time Mm -hmm. they're shocked. It's like me with the dolphins. I didn't know at first why they wouldn't come to me and they were going to other people. And until you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna you know clean up your act. And right. so the partner right. hears that, and the partner might be at an eight or nine or ten, and they're just in shock. And so now, for the first time, they want to hear what it is their partner is not enjoying about living with them. And they weren't hearing it before; they were just defending it and fighting over it. And they just thought it, you know, that you can just do that, and it all works out in the end. And they weren't realizing that they're partner's love was going away and that they were now getting ready to also go away and lots of times that's the turning point and then the, when a partner who was deaf to hearing how they could change and do a better job in the relationship is now willing, it completely alters what's going on and, and they can often fall in love again.
3: Yeah and I don't think we've yeah. ever had anybody come in with both couples, with both in the couple being at twos um, right. They've been ready to get divorced, but somebody has been wanting it more than the other. If we'll have a, pers- a single person come in and say that you know I am just I'm at a two, and I don't know what to do. And we ask them, well, what do you think your partner's at? And they say, well, I don't know. So the partner, mm-hmm. well, we don't work with people individually; we work with them as a couple. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll have them bring the other partner in, and, and that's the partner who usually is not aware that they're, the person who's come in is said it's two, and it's right. a, it is as Bobby says, it's a real shock. And it's a jolt. Wow. Do you
2: and still that's do that? Do you still do that? You said you've changed your model somewhat.
4: We changed our model to adding more to adding more consciousness to every okay. moment. We were saying it before, but what we noticed in our own relationship that many years ago, Patricia, is that we would do it really well for a while, and then we would slip and kind of slide into old ways, and. We were, you know, what was happening is that we were, as we were sliding, we were putting little nicks in each other's hearts. You know, we'd be careless. Yeah. I would be careless. I'd put a nick in Tommy's heart. He'd be careless. I'd have a nick in my heart. And so then we're building up sticks. And then we yeah. realized, well, we don't really want to go this direction with this. We're just sliding into being careless. And so we would wake up and get conscious again. And whenever we're conscious, we do so well. We are so happy. We are so hooked. We're so connected. We're having so much fun. And we're each individually filled with, you know, a loving hearts. And life feels good. Our living room feels good because it's filled with it. And then when we get careless, we get into this this other pattern. And so we're realizing it's the consciousness. It's just staying mindful and and we used to say moment by moment, but now Tommy's saying every millimoment. moment. You know, you just mm-hmm. stay very awake. And it's mm-hmm. not hard. It's
2: actually easier than mopping up the messes. Interesting. How is the new book? Now, it, it's, uh, you bring a lot of the book Settle for More into the new book, correct? Mm-hmm. Which is called yes. Purposeful Partnering. So how will that be a little different? What are you adding to that book?
3: Well, what... What Bobby just talked about was the the, the conscious part of this, and, and we we alluded to that in the first book, and and we're now have more of a how to. You know, the whole mindfulness movement has opened people up to yes. uh, a huge possibilities. Yes, True. And 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 there's a caution in the, in making that a mantra, and that there really is some uh, there are some very specific things that we you know we can do to make the consciousness rather. Well, let's look at it this way. If Bobby were, if somebody were to ask me, how did Bobby feel? And what was, what was, what was going on with Bobby when I did fill in the blank? Um, chances are, I, I wouldn't be able to answer. Before. Before. I wouldn't be, well, I don't know, she was angry. She was upset. Um, she didn't like it. But that's not telling me how, how the, the state of Bobby's being is. And being attentive to the state of Bobby's being Every moment. What, what do I think is going on with her when I stand up? What do I think that's mm-hmm. going on with her when I get out of bed? What do I think that's going on with her when I ignore a question that she's, she's asked right. me? What do I think that's but, going on with her? Well, you know, it's a, that I'm aware at all times, and it's a three-dimensional model. Most people have mindfulness as a two-dimensional model, me and the environment. It's not right. me and the people in the environment and the people around me and the people in back of me and the people in front of me. It's not just conscious of Bobby. It's conscious right. of the people I'm in a relationship with. I can't right. go out and be unconscious in, in, my, in my work and come back and be conscious with Bobby. Right. It really is a change so, and it's a shift in how I view really view the universe yes, as being a yes. piece and a part of it. And right, that you're all together. I do that universe.
2: Right, right. Uh, one question: How do you, if people say, like when you were talking about, well, I'm aware of what when Bobby, if I, you know, when I say something to her and I'm aware when she does this, address that according to sort of the dysfunctional behavior of codependency? Because some people might say, oh, yeah, well, that just sounds like, you know, you're just into her every single second and you don't have your own life. I know that's not true, so to differentiate that.
3: Okay, the, 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 what you're describing would be the, the, the path of pathological part of partnering. And we do address that. Um, it's if, if I'm concerned about the other person, then I can't be. I can't be a codependent. If my if I'm really consider, considering the other person's needs and what they need, then I'm not going to be... It's not a requirement that she do that for me. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. just not a requirement. If, if, if Bobby is unconscious, then that's a relationship that's going to break up. Or it'll okay. stew in its juices, as, as you know many relationships do, that they'll never get past a six or a seven. Mm-hmm. If they want to get to a ten... It requires that both people do that now, if I'm having a problem with that, then that's when I need a coach, and I need to be able to say that's really difficult for me. I want my needs met right.
2: all right let's so, continue just, this conversation. go ahead okay. and then then go ahead we, I think you're talking about unhealthy
4: attachment to right. when it feels unhealthy right. or burdensome right and and um. What what we're saying, and it can sound like that. So it's really good that you're helping Great us question. clarify this. It's really the perfect question for this. Is that when I'm aware, for example, of Tommy and and you know his needs, and I'm going to go off and play pickleball, um, and he's aware of my needs, and we're. Doing this in a healthy way, there is no sense of you have to stay here with me because I'll collapse if you don't. Okay, that's we're very both important. Coming from our fullness. And we're oh. not b- burdening the other person with making us feel complete and full. So it's yeah. really more of a, of a, of a relational. Interaction and caring about each other. Then I need you to be this way for me to be happy.
2: You know, it's not—it's not, it's not the—that's uh, um, very important. All right, that's hungry that. ghost. All right. Let that's. I'm glad you clarified that. We'll. Um, we went over a little bit. So let's take a short break. And when we come okay. back, we'll just. We'll finish up and talk a little bit more about purposeful relationships and how you help people and how people can learn more about your work. I'm talking with Tom and Bobby Merrill, and they are relationship experts. They've been doing this for many years. They have many books check out makingrelationshipswork.com. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com. America's Voice. We'll be right back.
5: Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast.
3: All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts.
5: Voiceamerica.com. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
6: Can you truly be a change agent in your community? We think you can. Tune in every week for Envision with co-hosts Thomas Rosenberg and Ronnie Langer Kroger.
0: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice
1: America TRN. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com.
2: Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back, and we have on relationship experts, Bob and Tom. I'm doing it again. Bobby and Tom (laughs) Merrill. (laughs) <laughs> oh, Settle for More was their very first book. You can have the relationship you always wanted guaranteed. And they they really have created a new belief system with relationships and marriage. And they're just a very special couple. They have another book, Parachutes for Parents, which is about being kind and effective with children, and they have a third book called In the Presence of High Beings: What Dolphins Want You to Know. Bobby has another book coming out about dolphins, and then they have another book coming out which is sort of a remake of Settle for more Call Purposeful Partnering. So check out the website, makingrelationshipswork.com. All right. So what I'd like to do, because we have about maybe five minutes, is I want you to really give your message to our listeners. With all the work you've done over many years, you've both had more than one marriage. You've, I mean, this is not platitudes. You've lived this work. You've re- breathed this work. What's your message for our listeners? Either one. And you've got plenty of time to answer. Okay. So I think if if we put it
4: in one word, it's really the commitment to kindness in every moment and understanding that if you if your urge and your intention is to figure out how to handle whatever's going on kindly in a really gently kind and caring way, even if the other person is being difficult, if you're challenging yourself to figure out how to stay kind, in the presence of whatever is going on around you, um, that kindness becomes a new kind of, oh, it's, it's like a magic wand in, in your heart that just helps you feel better and respond better in the world. And it fills you and surrounds you with almost a, a kind of a magic. And if people understood that, they wouldn't hesitate to use it, and that's Mm -hmm. what they don't get. But when you try it, and then you have that, you carry that energy with you wherever you go, um, it it comforts you, and it helps you respond to the world in a way that people are are drawn to you, they're drawn to what you know.
2: Yeah, I see Um, that. I see that. It's beautiful. You create a beautiful so, world for yourself. Go ahead, Tom.
3: Yeah, yeah. I'll give you a personal example. You know, I'm a, I'm a clinician. Um, I, I. Going into this business, I, you know, as my career was helping couples, helping people, I'm a clinical psychologist. I knew, knew all the data. I knew all the drills. I knew all the formulas, all the formats, all the theories, all the, the sort of structured programs. And I knew them all. And I was on my way out of my marriage actually I was out of my second marriage when I met Bobby and Bobby is probably the reason uh, our relationship uh, is where it is Um, she has always lived this way just in her personal life as being kind and it became very clear that I was not Uh, I didn't learn this in graduate school I didn't learn it anywhere I went to church like everybody else and that did not teach me how to be kind in every moment to your partner and the reason why. So we stumbled at the first and then we we stumbled on this method and we know that it does work. It is a way it, it it you you have to be willing to say I don't know how to make it work and then mm-hmm. take a look at what the options are and the option was mm-hmm. is to change what I was doing. Now mm-hmm. I had Bobby as a partner, so I had a willing partner to work with me and she had a willing partner that was willing to work with her. Yeah. And we did form and fashion this and it's taken us, you know, eighteen years to get where we are right now. And I don't I don't recommend people taking eighteen years. I recommend that they they really take this to heart and you can do it instantly. It take all right, and let's, and
2: let's talk about that because we've got a couple of minutes left. How can people find you so you can help them do it more instantly than taking all that time? Tell us about, you know, your workshops and seminars and sessions and, and your contact information. Okay.
4: The best way to stay connected to us and find out, you know, everything that's new that's going on is makingrelationshipswork.com. And that is our website is just going live in a month. I mean, it's it's up now so you can get onto it and see that we're talking on the Patricia Raskin show today. And But it's going to really get active because we've prepared all these things and now we're ready to jump and get back into it. Um, because we are committed... Um, to helping the world be a kinder place, we have, uh, I think, along with a number of other people, become concerned about how uh, how the traffic uh, has. We've started a new freeway in in mm-hmm. our world that uh, is, takes you. It's an un, a road of unkindness, and we're trying to get people back on our on our road of kindness mm-hmm. before the majority of people on this planet. You know, are taking the unkindness road, and so we are really wanting to be a magnet to draw people back to the kindness road.
2: Thank you. And so we want to get
4: very visible because to get to get the mirror mirror neurons firing in
2: other people, because they'll fire if they see something they want. And that's what we're all doing. That's wonderful. It's so important. I want to thank you both for being on the program and tell people to log on to relationshipswork dot com, and they can learn about your your sessions as well. Correct your your therapy right. sessions, right. your counseling we, sessions. Yes,
4: we, you're right. We're right. doing Q and As and
2: sessions, and live sessions, and all kinds of things. All right. Thank you both for being on the program. Thank you, you,
3: Patricia. It's been wonderful talking with you.
2: Yeah. Stay on on, on the line for a moment. All All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com. Remember, this is rebroadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on voiceamerica.com on their health and wellness channel. And right now, we're on the Variety Channel. And check out uh, my website, patriciaraskin.com. There's a whole piece on Voice America with my guest lineup and i'm also on facebook patricia raskin raskin resources remember stay healthy stay happy get the support you need and know you can make your dreams come true until next time i'm patricia raskin bye for now